Hey guys, today I want to give you a field report from our recent gospel crusade in Pakistan. Many of you know we've been going to Pakistan now one or two times a year. I think this made my sixth or seventh time to the nation. And people ask me all the time, how in the world are you able to go to Pakistan to preach the gospel? And I'm so glad that you asked. Pakistan is the fifth largest nation in the world, but it's the second largest Muslim nation in the world. Statistics say, eight, I'm sorry, 98% Muslim. Now, that's a national statistic. We found out that many people are born into Islam, and they bear the name of Muslim, but they're not practicing the religion. In the same way, in America, many people refer themselves as Christians, but they're really not Christ followers. Are you with me? So this is what we've seen. The tide is turning in Jesus' name. There's an open heaven over Pakistan, and God is moving in a mighty, mighty way. And so I've heard it said, whenever the Lord wants to bless you, He'll bring somebody into your life. And God never does anything without first speaking to the prophet. And the Lord had told me that we were going to Pakistan. This is how he speaks. He, he speaks to me before he moves. Many, many, many times he'll prepare my heart before he gets ready to do something. And, and I knew that we were going to Pakistan, but I had no clue how God was going to do it. But whenever the Lord wants to bless you, I'm telling you, he will open a door of opportunity. And I had a pastor friend here in Greensboro, and he told me that I needed to meet Tamron. And so I called Tamron, we set up a meeting, this was many years ago, and I went to Starbucks, my office at the time, and I sat down and met with Pastor Tamron, a Pakistani pastor. And he actually planted the first Urdu-speaking church in North Carolina, in Cary and now High Point. Urdu is the national language of Pakistan, and, and this, this family was born and bred right there in, in, in Southeast Asia. And his father was a mayor, and in, in this context, it was, it was like a governor here in the United States. And so this was the level of influence. He was a, a politician, but the Holy Spirit spoke to him. He got saved, filled with the power of God, and his family started hosting gospel crusades. And for many years, over a hundred crusades, this family went to unreached areas in this nation. And he retired, moved to California. Tamron moved to North Carolina. And the family dispersed. And so Tamron had been praying for eight years, God, send me back, send me back. I want to go back to Pakistan to host gospel crusades. He was praying this prayer, he and his wife, for eight years. And over a cup of coffee one day, sparks began to fly. Because at the time, we were going to India two times a year. We were hosting gospel crusades in other parts of the world. But whenever I met Tamron, it was a... 
kingdom connection, if I could say it that way. And so we made plans to go to Pakistan, and he couldn't go without me, and I couldn't go without him. His family does the groundwork. He's our crusade director. They, they make the plans. They put the pieces together. They get the governmental permissions. They, they get the pastors together. They find the piece of land to rent. Um, they do all the logistics and we raise the money and we preach the gospel. So it's a dynamic duo. Come on, somebody. And so this is how we're able to go under the radar. And many of you know we've been going for quite a few years now. In the first few years, we had some serious spiritual warfare. And it, and it still happens, but we had to iron out the wrinkles. And so now my face and name, they're not on any of the promotional marketing details. And so nobody knows that Chance Walters is coming. But we host prayer festivals because Muslims pray five times a day. And so we literally go to unreached areas you know, it's just like it is here in America. You know, you can go to Raleigh, Greensboro, Charlotte, and there's all kinds of Christian concerts and conferences and seminars. There's a lot of, a lot of opportunity. But if you go into the rural areas, there's nothing happening. No big bands are going to small towns. I mean, it, it, there's no people there. But we go into the unreached areas of Pakistan, and what we do is we rent hundreds of buses to pick up poor people to bring them to the crusade grounds. And so we advertise prayer festival, and we actually have the local police and, and the politicians. It's really a big party. It's the highlight of their whole year, and people come and sell food. Um, they, they sell merchandise. It's just a, we, we invite very prominent um, worship leaders and musicians in the nation, and they come. And so we advertise all of these people. And then all of a sudden, here I am, and, and we allow other people to speak. But whenever it's time to preach the gospel, I step on the stage and I tell them the greatest story ever told. And whenever I open my mouth, the Holy Spirit swings into action. And it, it, is, it is the most exhilarating thing that I've ever done because many of the people that are sitting, okay, as far as the eye can see, it's almost like a sea of people. I mean, anywhere from fifty to 100,000 people will be present, and most of them have never heard the gospel in their lifetime. And so thousands of people are saved. And what happened the first time is still happening today. We go in these rural places, and by the time I show up, you know, the party starts very early, but the sun sets, and whenever we're driving, many times hours to the crusade field, it's completely dark, but then there's a light. I see a light in the distance, and this is my favorite part, because the closer we get, the, light, the, the brighter the light becomes. And then they bring us in the back, and armed security guards step up on the stage, and there are the people. Oh, it touches my heart so dearly that God would use me in such a way to share 
the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't want anybody to know my name. I want everybody to know his name because he has the only name under heaven by which man can be saved. And friend, his name is Jesus and he has the power to change the landscape of every nation. And we're seeing something very significant within the borders of Pakistan. And I've thought about this for years now. Why Pakistan? It's considered Southeast Asia, but it borders Afghanistan, which is the Middle East. And so I believe that the Lord is raising up missionaries and evangelists and sending them into the Middle East. It's the 1040 window stretching from China all the way to Jerusalem. It's the most unreached area in the whole wide world. And so this is why I believe that God is doing something special within the nation of Pakistan. So Proverbs 19:21 says, "Many, many, many are the plans in a man's heart, but God directs his path." Another translation says, "God's purpose will prevail." And so I never knew that we would be doing what we're doing today. But God knew. In fact, the year that we started our ministry in 2013, this was the year that Reinhardt Bunky came to town, as I like to say. He came to Greensboro. And I was able to link up with Christ for All Nations. And I believe I was trained by one of the greatest ministries in the history of the world. Reinhardt Bunky was the Billy Graham of Africa. He, he lived to be 79 years old. And he led 79 million people to the Lord. And, and I was trained to host gospel crusades by Christ for all nations. And then God led us to India and he led us to Pakistan. And he led me to Pastor Tamron. And I believe that the work, I, I feel in my heart that we're just getting started. God wants to do so much more. And so this is what I want to say. Many of you were at our 10-year anniversary banquet, and this was our 10-year anniversary crusade. And one of our goals is to open up a EMT school on five continents the next 10 years. Our evangelist missionary training school right here in North Carolina, we've graduated over 100 people in four semesters, but now we want to put the school in South America, we want to put it in Africa, we want to put it in Asia, amen, and, and God has opened up a door for us to put a school in Pakistan. We've already got the property, and now we're going to build a building, and we believe that God wants to raise up the next generation of fiery, Holy Spirit-filled evangelists and missionaries to send them out all across the world. And so this is strategic for us. We believe that the Lord has spoken, and now we're going to take a step of faith. And so we want to put an EMT school, and this is going to be a year program. We're going to record the classes right here in our studio. And we're going to have the classes translated into the national languages. 
and we're going to send them. We're going to hire somebody to oversee the school, and we're going to graduate. After a year, we're going to graduate evangelists and missionaries, and we're going to send them out. And I believe that we're going to have a great harvest in our hands to the glory of God. Is anybody with me? The EMT school is expanding in Jesus' name. And many of you know we were in Pakistan, but we were also in India this past month. And God's open, opening up a door for us to put an EMT school in India. And we're equally excited about both of these schools. This is the strategy. Amen. We go in, we have a fire conference, and then we come back and we host a crusade. And so last fall, we were in the region of Okara. Okara was burnt down. The village was burnt down about 10 years ago. There was a Christian selling fruit. He had a fruit stand. And the radical Muslims said that he was wrapping his fruit in, in the pages of the Quran. And I believe this, this was a lie, but who knows the, the real story. But they beat him literally to death, and they set the village on fire. You can Google Okara, Pakistan, and you'll see that it was one of the worst persecutions against the Christian community in the history of their nation. So we went there this past fall, and we had one of our best pastors conferences it was so powerful at the end I prayed for them but then I humbled myself and I got down on my knees and I said would you pray for me because the power of persecution causes the gospel to spread so we went back to the same place a few weeks ago and we had a great great gospel crusade it was so powerful. It rained for two days. I'm sitting in my hotel, and I'm like, God, you're going to have to do something. And I'm telling you, when we woke up on Friday, the sun, oh, the S-O-N, the sun was risen with healing in his wings. He dried the ground, and we had a great gospel crusade. It was a great success. And so I want to say thank you for praying for us and thank you for supporting us because God did it again. Hallelujah. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So this is our strategy. We had another fire conference, another pastor's conference in a different region. Okay, we drove two and a half hours Okay, it's almost like driving from Greensboro all the way to the beach. So you can think about it in, in that manner. We drove to another region and we had a powerful fire conference. And we're going back. What are we going to do? We're going to have another great gospel crusade. This is our strategy. And I can't wait, okay, to take these EMT students with me on the mission. I'm just looking for a few Jesus took 12, and they literally turned the world upside down. Hallelujah. We've got to multiply our ministry. And this is the goal. This is what we want to do. And I feel like there's somebody listening to me today, and God has spoke to you. 
There's something burning on the inside of you. And this is how you know if it's God. Okay, there were, there were many opportunities for Moses to go here, there. He spent 40 years in Pharaoh's house. He spent 40 years on the backside of the desert. And he spent 40 years leading God's people out of prison. But there was a bush and it was burning And it wasn't that it was a bush burning. The bush kept on burning. That's what caught Moses' attention. And I want to tell you, if God has spoken to you and you can't get it out of your spirit, that's how you know it's the Holy Spirit. If it's on the inside and it burns every day, you can't get it out of your brain. If it keeps on burning, there are some things they come and go, but there are other things they stick around. And it's like, God, I've been thinking and dreaming about this for years You know, and I want to say, do not despise the day of small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices when a work is begun. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Friend, it's time to get to work. Stop looking for other people to approve what the Holy Spirit told you to do. Just start. Just start. Small disciplines repeated every day with consistency bring great reward over time. John Maxwell said that. Small disciplines do it every day. People ask me all the time, how did you get to where you are? Not that we've arrived, but we've succeeded for 10 years. And I always say, I took baby steps, small steps every day. And suddenly they start to compound and they gain interest. Come on, somebody. And then before you know it, boom, God's doing a big work. 80,000 people saved. Come on, somebody. But I had to start somewhere. And this this is the field report, okay, for the week. God is doing great and mighty things. And if he can use me, he can use you a thousand times more. So keep believing. I believe that your best days are before you, not behind you in Jesus name. We've got to preach the gospel. And I love feeding people. I love clothing people. We just had Operation Beautiful Feet. We fed pastors, we clothed them. We gave them new shoes. We encouraged them. But listen, if we don't give people the gospel, we're selling them short. And we're, we are in a, an evangelistic ministry. We're gospel-centered. I love what Oral Roberts said. He said, we don't need more power. We need more gospel because the gospel is the power of God unto all who believe, Romans 1.16. And so I want to tell you that we are sharing the gospel all around the world And God is doing exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. So thank you for sending us to Pakistan. This week, you're sending us to Chicago. Has the highest murder rate in America. We're a part of a a revival boot camp for three days. 
And, and, and from Chicago, I'm coming back to Greensboro to preach a revival, a one-day revival right here in Greensboro. We've, we've, we've been literally all around the world this year. In the following week, we celebrate 20 years being saved, and we're having a, a special event on April the 30th, 2023, down at New Covenant Fellowship in Carthage. Sandhills Teen Challenge is coming to lead us in song and testimony. I'm releasing a brand new book. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. My second book is hot off the press. I'm getting ready to go pick up the publisher's copy right now. It's called On the Road to Recovery, a 40-day devotion to overcome addiction. And all the proceeds on April the 30th are going to Teen Challenge because I would not be here today without the ministry of Teen Challenge. And so we want to give back. Don Wilkerson, the co-founder of Teen Challenge, wrote the forward to the book. And I'm so excited to announce to you on April the 30th, we want you to come. There's so, so many good things going on. And I want to tell you so much more, but you can go to our website, www.chancewalters.com, or you can download our free ministry app to see our calendar, and to listen to all of our messages, even our YouTube channel, and so much more. So listen, the word of the, the, word of the day is Jesus. Go share the word. Tell everybody about what God has done for you. And friend, I will see you again next week. God bless you. Have a great day. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.